0: Aloha, good morning from Waikiki Beach. It's Bear Wozniak. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Uh, If you know where that saying comes from, uh, write it in the comments. Where do we see that prayer? God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. I just love that prayer. It's a beautiful prayer. I'll tell you later on uh, in in today's uh, show. Symbols of the Holy Spirit. It's so cool how God uses symbols, and so often um, symbols are used to describe something more clearly than we could if we were to analytically talk about it. You know, poetry is often expresses things that an analytical uh, analysis couldn't. I've been reading uh, Dante's. Uh, see so if you can see it here, Dante's. Um, Divine Comedy. Um, this, this last month or so, studying it, uh, I'm in I'm in the paradise now, and the allegorical elements are so rich. They they describe for us uh, so richly uh, what might not be said so beautifully or so clearly if you just analytically wrote it out. And so, hence, we see the symbols of the Holy Spirit. And remember, Holy Spirit isn't this vague something that we don't really have to. Understand or pay attention to the Holy Spirit is a wonderful beautiful uh, Person who wants to come alongside us and we really need to get to know and and befriend So one of the symbols of the Holy Spirit is water You know the water is the is how we are Initiated into the body of Christ the water of our baptism and if you read the Didache I have a little copy of it over here. The Didache was the first catechism is written before 70 AD, even before, I think, uh, the, one of the first books of the, of, the, of the Bible. And the early church used this to teach people over the catechumens, they were called, over about a two-year period, to understand their faith before they were uh, baptized. And it's really cool that, in fact, if you understand the word mass means to exit. And so if you read in the, in, the, in the epistles of Paul, he talks about how when people would gather together, uh, uh, and I think in Luke too, uh, Luke's writing of Acts, for the reading of the word uh, and the reading and the celebration of, the, of, the, uh, of the, um, the, the Paschal feast. So since even in the New Testament, you see when the church gathered, there was first the reading of the word and then there was the um, the uh, the uh, celebration of the Eucharist, and I, th- I think it was Justin Martyr wrote about how uh, people gathered together to read uh, the uh, what what the uh, apostles had to say and to talk about it. So that's basically what we see at Mass every day: um, the reading of the Word, and then the priest gives a homily, and then we go into the liturgy of the Eucharist. And so um, in the Didache, uh it talks about uh, this, this process uh, the, uh, of, of, of becoming uh, baptized. And the reason why we call it the Mass is these early catechumens could come and hear the teaching, but they had to leave before the celebration of the Eucharist. And Mass means to exit. So they would have to exit at the halfway mark, you know, at halftime. But then in time they would be baptized. And the Didache talks about living water what living water is is a fresh flowing stream or a spring that's what they meant that's uh, what living water the word le- words uh, referred to back in those days and of course we know the holy spirit is that living water uh that flows uh, as joel said like fountains bursting forth from our heart and that's what the holy spirit is like when you're in prayer um uh, and, and especially when you're in worship and you begin to thank the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. I love you. thank you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Father. Glory to you, Lord. love you with all my heart. As you begin to speak His praises, at times you'll feel a bubbling up in your heart. And that's the Holy Spirit, the living water. And remember, when Jesus was baptized, um, it wasn't that He needed to be baptized for the forgiveness of sins but the early church fathers tell us that he was baptized in order to sanctify the waters for our baptism and isn't it beautiful how God loves the material world you know uh, <laughs> I was reading in Dante today and it's just so interesting how God made something that was not him right he, he's a God is spirit father son the Holy Spirit and then he created beings that were not him like uh, a, a creation created a rock or a sun or a star or the or light or or angels he created them but yet they're not part of him you know there was once when there was only god uh, but when god when there was only god was he uh was he lonely the bible says god is love well who did he love well because God the Father eternally begot Jesus, and there was love between them, which the early church fathers call the Holy. Say the Holy Spirit is. There was love just within the Trinity itself, and He made uh, the universe, and He made the planets, and He made the solar systems and the galaxies, and then the then Earth, and then rocks, and then and then and then you know, a living grass and living beings and. And eventually, he made this beautiful being that was heaven and earth combined, uh, mankind who was made from the mud and yet had a spiritual rational soul, which means in that sense, he was like God. He had a will and uh, he had a mind, a spiritual soul. And so God loves the material world and he uses the material world water for our baptism. Uh, And the the old baptismal fonts were made in a rectangular way uh, to uh, symbolize the ark, Noah's ark. Uh, Because when you're baptized, you're baptized by the church and into the church. Isn't it beautiful that we're called the sons and daughters of God? And where is our home? Where where, where, Where are we? We are part of the Son of God. We're right there where the Father loves the Son, He's loving us because we're part of the body of Christ. Uh, this summer, I went to Powers Lake, North Dakota, went into a beautiful church there, and uh, went to Mass, and afterwards they said, let me say something. And then they said, let us show you the baptismal font where you were baptized. I got to go visit the church where I was baptized. So, and where I was baptized in water. So the, Didache, the early the earliest catechism we have, which was lost, by the way, for centuries, It was referred to. It was quoted, but we didn't actually have a copy of the DDK until it was found by a monk. I'm not sure if it's somewhere in Turkey or Syria, uh, back in some storage room, a scroll of the DDK was found, and so we have it. We actually have it for sale on our website, actually. And so, water of baptism is is referred to even in the earliest in the DDK. So, water is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. The symbolism of water signifies the Holy Spirit's action in baptism. Since after the invocation of the Holy Spirit, it becomes the efficacious sacramental sign of new birth. Now, remember when I was baptized, I was baptized in a little bitty, little bitty fountain. Uh, And many, many, many of our beautiful, beautiful Christian brothers and sisters who are not in relationship with the Catholic Church would say, well, you can't baptize someone until they're old enough to make a decision for Christ. And yet that's not how uh, the primitive church did it, nor is it even in the even in the scriptures, because we see twice in scriptures where uh, a man and his whole household were baptized. Even like in uh, around the year, I think around the year 600 AD, I'm Ukrainian, the emperor of the Ukraine had his whole he and his whole and the whole nation were baptized in a single day so uh that includes babies it's a beautiful beautiful thing and when people say you can't baptize a baby i recall the words of jesus christ suffer the little children to come to me of course you can baptize a child and bring them new life they've just been born with life give them the newest the newness of life of the holy spirit Just as the generation of our first birth took place in water, so right, when I remember when my babies were born, they go, oh, her water broke, right? So just as the gestation of our first birth took place in water, so the water of the baptism truly signifies that our birth into the divine life is given to us in the Holy Spirit. As by one spirit, we were all baptized. So we are also made to drink of one spirit. Uh, so we're not only immersed in the Spirit, but the Spirit is, uh, within, uh, Is we drink the Holy Spirit within us, right? Jesus said to the woman at the well, I will give you water and you will thirst no more. So we're immersed, as Jesus said, as the Father is in me and I am in you, so are you in me. Uh, so we're in Christ, Christ is in us. Thus the Spirit is also personal, the living, personally, the living water welling up from Christ crucified. And how does it, How do we see uh, it comes from Christ? When his side was pierced, blood and water flowed. Hi, Jennifer. Aloha. Tell us where you're uh, watching from. So we also see the Holy Spirit in anointing. Anointing, the word, means to pour oil out. And so the Holy Spirit, oil is the symbol of the Holy Spirit. Messiah right Jesus name Jesus titled Christ Messiah means to pour oil out the symbolism of anointing with oil also signifies the Holy Spirit to the point of becoming a synonym for the Holy Spirit in Christian initiation anointing is the sacramental sign of what what uh what sacrament confirmation called chrismation chrism meaning the oil In the in the churches of the East. Hey, Bill. Aloha, my friend. I got to text you uh, later today. Um, I want to be like Bill Rushmore. He he fixes. He 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 uh, loves cars. He's a car guy, and he he uh, rebuilds uh, Corvettes. And he just won a CrossFit contest. So I want to be like Bill Rushmore. Its full force can be grasped only in relation to the primary anointing accomplished by the Holy Spirit, that of Jesus Christ, in Hebrew, Messiah, means the one anointed by God's Spirit. There were several anointed ones of the Lord in the Old Covenant, preeminently King David, but Jesus is God's anointed in a unique way. The humanity the Son assumed was entirely anointed by the Holy Spirit. British Columbia, I thought that was a rumor. There really is a place called British Columbia? Is that the tropical side of Canada? Where you have the snow? (laughs) I can't take it, Jennifer, I'm not man enough to, although I gotta go to Erie, Pennsylvania in in March this year. (laughs) I I don't like it, it's too cold. I have Nordic Neurosis, even though I'm half Viking and half, half Norwegian and half Ukrainian. Hey, Edward, aloha, my brother. But Jesus is God's anointed in a unique way. The humanity the Son assumed was entirely anointed by the Holy Spirit. Just think about it. God created the world through the voice of His Son, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then the author and finisher of our faith, the author uh, entered into his book, the Logos, the Word, and became man. and took on our... He took on our humanity while remaining all oh God forever, forever. The Son of God is forever all God and all men. What kind of love the Father has to Jesus, has, the Father sent his Son for Jesus to do that. It, it's amazing. He didn't have to do that to save us. There was other ways he could have save us, but he chose the most loving way possible to save us. The virgin mary conceived christ by the holy spirit the monastery that i'm a member of um, the benedictine monastery mary spouse of the holy spirit monastery where i'm in oblate here in hawaii mary the spouse of the holy spirit uh, the spirit uh, the holy spirit established him as christ the virgin mary conceived christ by the holy spirit who through the angel proclaimed him the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one at his birth, and prompted Simeon the prophet to come to the temple to see the Christ of the Lord. The Spirit-filled Christ and the power of the Spirit went out from him in the acts of healing and in acts of saving. Finally, it was the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. Now, fully established as Christ in his humanity, victorious over death, think about it, you know, I love to train in martial arts. I taught martial arts for a long time. One of my funnest things to do is to teach knife fighting. I don't know why, but it really cracks me up. And I think the reason why is because you use your opponent's weapon and his energy to kill him or destroy him, right? So if someone's attacking my family, he's probably not going to get to live. You know, he'll if he's attacking me, I might, I might let him live. But if he's attacking my family, um, I probably won't. It's a decision that I've made, right, to protect my family. But when he attacks me with a knife, the good news is, is I know where the attack's going to come from, it's going to come from the knife, and I can stage the fight by giving him an open target of my throat or my right side, I give him a nice, sweet opening, so I kind of have a sense where he'll probably attack, and then I, I disarm him and kill him with his own weapon. I was doing a men's conference in Florida, Fort Lauderdale, and a friend of mine, I taught him how to do it in slow motion, and then in front of uh, how to attack me, and then in front of the audience, I had him come full speed, and he ended up being thrown across the, the uh, you know, after, his, after doing a wrist throw and sliding, slicing his throat in the middle of it, uh, he got thrown across the floor, and being Florida, he had a gun in his pocket and flew across the room. <laughs> crazy things in Florida this is what Jesus did Jesus staged the fight on the cross and he knew where Satan's weapon was death and he took death and slew Satan with his own weapon he destroyed death and took captivity capture that's what Jesus did uh, and then as he when he died uh, you know when you when you when you're when you're fighting in a fight you know in a regular in a sports type fight, they do the ten count to count when you are when you've lost. They count up to ten. But in in this situation it was more like a countdown, like you count down of those rockets that launched from Port Canaveral, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And then Jesus lying on the on the on the uh, boxing ring right after being uh, dropping his hands and letting Satan take a swing at him, he fell down and died but then he was launched like a rocket to the dismay of the demons and Satan and to the joy of all of us and then uh, and then uh, it was the Holy Spirit it was by the power of the Holy Spirit that Christ was ro- risen from the dead. Now fully established as Christ in his humanity victorious over death you know, Paul said death where is thy sting? Jesus pours out the Holy Spirit, abundantly until the the saints, that's you and me, constitute in their union with the humanity of the Son of God, that perfect man, to the treasure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, the whole Christ, as St. Augustine would say. I guess I've gone further than I'm supposed to, uh, but I've enjoyed being with you guys today. (laughs) And uh, remember us in our prayers, in your prayers, and enjoy the company of the Holy Spirit today we will make the sign of the cross in Hawaiian. Maka'inoa okamakua keiki, keiki, ame ke uhana hemalele. in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Aloha, which means to give breath, right? That's what Jesus said. My peace I give you. My peace I leave with you. In Hawaiian, the word for love is aloha. It's a breath. Love you guys. Enjoy your day with the Lord.